Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today, our second hour of our two-hour extravaganza on this Friday, April the 3rd, 2020. Craig Mish, along with Joe Ranieri, with you here on the show and uh, trying to get you through some tough times. I know that a lot of people are are having those out there. And uh, Joe, heading toward the weekend here, we got a lot of uh, sports topics to talk mm-hmm. about, fantasy topics, TV topics as well. And I think that the underlying topic is just for a lot of people trying to stay safe and stay healthy at this point. Yeah, I mean, really, that's uh, that's where we're at, and uh, and more importantly, you know, keeping uh, keeping the faith, uh, holding on to that there are better days ahead. I know it's hard for a lot of people, uh, especially sports guys. I mean, let's let's face it here, Craig. We we're creatures of habit. All right, I know a lot of dudes, man. They just they get up, they they go to the job, they get the coffee at the same place, Frank Red like. There's a lot of uh, habits that uh, we love getting into. We don't often like sure. change. And we love having our sports on when we come home, the sports we bet on. The, you know, you get into that routine. And right now, there's a lot of folks having a hard time uh, once all of that has been taken away and trying to get to that new norm. But uh, I, I would caution guys that, listen, it's this too shall pass, like, uh, like many other things uh, prior to it. I think it's important to remember and you got to believe it, all right? Because thought I'm a big thoughts or things, guys. And you got to believe I'm going to make that ten foot putt. I got to believe I'm going to hit that curveball. And you better believe sports is coming back, and in many aspects, uh, will be bigger and better than it was prior. Yeah, no, I do. I th- I think that whenever sports does start up, I think it's going to be monumental. Yes. In in 2020, people are craving it for so long. Uh, you mentioned betting on the horses and. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe this is a ridiculous question. I don't know if it is for you or not, but have you bet on any of this craziness, like this ping pong, uh, table tennis, push-ups, esports? I, I mean, like, have you put a single dollar down on anything outside of of horse racing in the last three weeks? I have uh, no, I have. I, I have started to look into uh, a little bit of the esports. I know some guys that that follow it, love it. Um, have really got into it. I just never had the, the time to include it in, in the repertoire, but uh, I'm, I'm starting to dabble a little bit. Not bet on it yet, but I'm starting to do the research on it now just to... My biggest thing... What, is, sports, what is the research? What well, is the... Re- I don't... Like, well, I, don't, different I, like teams, I know what different it is. Play- yeah. yeah, it's it's a lot like anything else. Different ownership groups, different teams, okay. um, different yeah. guys. They, the records are there. They certainly have played enough, but you know, I'm always worried about the fact, the way I'm thinking is that, well, listen, if I know you're betting on me and I'm playing a game of Madden, like, how do you know I'm, like, I just, you know, how do you know he's not throwing them? I, I just, I'm always a little skeptical, but um, what I didn't realize is that where the guys at the headquarters, where they play these games, they're all refs uh, watching them play. Really? They're, yeah, wow. so I didn't, I, you know, the more I learn about it, the more it got over the years. Um, it's big money, millions of dollars, a lot of athletes, baseball players, basketball players investing in these groups, in these teams. And, um, the other thing I learned is they don't like to lose these, uh, these kids. They do not like to lose. So it is pretty darn competitive. Uh, and now I'm just looking at how do I figure out the angle? Where's the angle? Where's the edge? You know, what, what team? So I'll, I'll share that with you when, uh, when I come up with the info and yeah, why not? you know, I feel like it would be interesting for me to know, but I don't think that my learning curve is fast enough to be able to, to legitimately win at that stuff. Like, your, I don't know. Son, does he, is he at all a gamer at all in any, any stretch nah, of imagination? Really. No, nah, I mean, he's a gamer in the sense that he likes to play, you know, he's seven. Right. But, but, but like, you know, like games that are online, but, it, but they're not any kind of competitive nature like play against me Nothing. or my wife or my my daughter for fun, right. you know, tennis, we'll pick a player, you know, I mean, and the games are very realistic a lot more than when we were growing up, of course, but 
in that in that sense, not really. And and I get the competitive nature of it because look, when I was in college, I loved to get everyone together to come over and play Madden, and we had tournaments and all that, and so I follow it. But I and and look, I'm all about whatever wagering opportunities are out there in this country, outside of this country. I'm all about it. But it's just that it's hard enough to get an edge as it is, and then you're asking me in a very short period of time to right. have a huge learning curve over something that. I'm just so uh, unfamiliar with. Yep. And so like like horses, I understand how it works. And even though I'm not doing it every single day, right. like that I feel like I could pick up on pretty quick to at least have an opportunity or a chance because yep. I know what a trifecta is and an right. exacta and exotics. Like I'm aware of the terms and yep. I'm aware of, of, and even without knowing specifically about the horses, right. I know how that you can strategize a little bit based on a little bit of information or asking a couple of people about That's it. That's correct. This, this is just so far outside of my comfort zone that I'm almost like, I'll wait a month right. for something that I know about. <laughs> exactly. Hopefully you know, a month. I, what I have found too, and it's, it's very interesting, is that a lot of this is really following the market. Uh, and that's what I find the most fascinating about it is, you know, where do, where do the lines open up for these players and for these teams, right? And what is the market movement throughout the day leading up to these these that games? That could be the best part of this. You know that, what that I mean? Could that could be the only thing, like following the money, you know, following the trail. Follow, and I find it, it doesn't always work like that, but yeah, right. I mean, it 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 could very well right. be. How does a team yeah. go from minus one ten to minus one fifty five five minutes before it goes? So you know, that's the kind of edges that I'm looking for. Yeah. Not really getting to know, but where is the money and how is it bet i think is is very valuable information more so than anything else listen that's a big part of all of this yes uh, right. you know in, in sports too it doesn't always work out that way i mean a line could go from minus seven to minus ten and right. and the dog and the dog could win outright I mean, right. we've seen that happen a lot of times before but it, it definitely makes it interesting yep. and it always feels good to get a, a good line that's for sure right. on a dog or a favorite and you feel mm -hmm. like i have a little bit of an advantage over somebody else no doubt about that right. uh, a couple of days ago here on the show we were talking about magic. Yes. And uh, Joe is, is going to put on a card trick for us at some point. Maybe yes. it'll be next week. Maybe yes. it'll be the week after that. We certainly have the time to get one of those done. But David Blaine, we mm -hmm. discussed his show on ABC. It aired the other night. And uh, Joe, I know that we both caught a little bit of it. And certainly uh, him going into the sports world is something that he's always done. And he really, it looks like he pulled one off against the Lakers, too. Yeah, he, he apparently uh, has it. And uh, we'll just can't play any sound, obviously, because uh, we'll get uh, we'll get sued. But he basically, just to give you an idea, he is he blew away AD and, and LeBron. And that was, look at LeBron's face, man. Like, he's just, that's it. He's just like, see you later. Uh, bye. It was good talking to you over there. So, uh, And look, you know, that's Blaine, though, to a T. And you mentioned me the other night, and I was laughing. When I watched that this week, uh, he has that reaction to everybody. And, and card tricks, that's what I want to – I wish I could do that all day long because nobody seems to have any idea how he does any of that crap. No, no, he doesn't. I mean, nope. you mentioned lev levitating. I mean, that's like a whole nother that's whole a whole round. level of – Yep, a whole nother level. Round. Of, yep. what, 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 what kind of tricks did you use to play? What kind of card tricks? Well, a lot of it was the sleight of hand stuff, you know, and then you come to figure sure. it out. And, um, you know, a lot of it is how you deal with the deck and what you do. And uh, it's all pay attention over here while I'm doing something over here. I mean, the that's, master of illusion. That's exactly correct. I mean, there's no real magic involved. It's a matter of how good are you at selling that you should pay attention to this hand and not worry about where the cards are coming with my left hand. And that's... Uh, I learned that a lot. So and most of the time when I watch these tricks, like Blaine, I'm, I swear, I'm like, oh, I'm going to see it. Like, I know it. I'm going to be able to see it. He wants me to look over here. I'm looking. I still can't freaking get it. Like, I, I still can't get it. And LeBron was fantastic. LeBron was just like, I'm out of here. Like, this is just too creepy for me. Now, now can you juggle by any chance? I yes, I, I used to do a lot of a uh, little bit of juggling. I think I, I got a juggle. To, that's can one you really? Thing that yeah. I can do. Yes, I can. Very yeah. nice. Three, only three. You know, that's that's as far as I go. I mean, I guess I could. Tr I mean, listen, I got a lot of time on my hands. I guess I could right. try to do. Yeah, it's, but, a, it's uh, the fourth one that that's just. Yeah, it's so hard. Yeah. Well, really? we may have to do a juggling show. I'll do the card trick and you juggle, and we we'll probably listen. lose every one of uh, the people that might have a chance of watching us ever again. It'll be hysterical, though. It'll be well that, worth that's, it. That's my goal. Is, is less and we'll people. have Gray judge it. How's that? And Gray Albright. <laughs> yeah. 
we're, the content on this show, this is how we develop. Juggling, Ray Albright, card tricks. Uh, we'll be betting. Next week, we're going to actually break down handball in Belarus. Oh, there's a couple of leagues going on. You know there. what? <laughs> I heard about that. Somebody texted me that. No. Belarus handball. Yeah, that's yes. right. That's yes. right. And they were yep. asking me, like, Who do you would you like? ever bet on it? <laughs> Is it legitimately it's, like on FanDuel? Absolutely. It is oh. on all of the boards. Yes, it is. There's not a lot. A lot of esports, handball, Belarus, a couple of crazy soccer matches, uh, uh, some uh, Australian football league. Yeah, there, there's some rugby going on. There is some events going on. Yep. Cricket, Are there too. any fans in any of these stands? Zero. None? Yeah, none. None. Yeah, there's yep, none. But when you start getting into Bell, they don't really care. They love their handball in Belarus, my friend. They really they must. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Yep. Where, where's the advantage come yep. there? Let me make a call. I, yeah, I, I, I can't believe somebody called and actually asked you who you like. Somebody did. Yeah. Yes, That's as a great. matter of fact, I think it was yesterday or the day before. It was that and ping pong. Yes, Some ping sort pong of also ping pong. big. Yes, yep. That's crazy. Because you don't really need fans to have ping pong, right? Yep. You just... You know, yeah. you have a studio. You could just slip a few cameras. and That's correct. Yeah. And if just when you think you're good at ping pong, watch watch them guys play ping pong. You ain't, yeah, you, you ain't good at I ping know, pong. It's, I thought I was good until that. How about any pool betting? That only takes two people, right? Look, a huge, uh, really big over, of course, in England. And uh, that, too, believe it or not, on the, I just saw that on the books, too, as well. So a lot of the books carrying uh, snooker matches. I don't even know how no, you're but- scoring that. I, listen, since we have FanDuel as a partner here, I think next week what we need to do is we need to dive a little deeper into what's available, huh? the, the wacky things that are available on FanDuel. And that's, Perfect. listen, I, I understand, look, FanDuel's running a business, okay, just like right. we are too. We're engaging listeners, viewers. So they got to do what they got to do. I get it. Uh, but I think that it does speak to the idea that, look, there are just some people out there that no matter what, they like to have action on something. And right. I, I got to find out what those are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yep. I agree. We'll t- touch on that for sure. Yep. Uh, another another story which we haven't covered here yet. And I was so happy for the last year to not hear any uh, LeVar Ball, Lonzo Ball, LaMelo Ball stories. Like, <laughs> Joe, that was... That was in the news slash sports circuit for like five straight months Crazy. of of just like every day. Like, what was the point of all that? Like, I mean, look, you got to give LeVar, LeVar Ball his due, man. That guy knew how to get publicity. He was out there. Uh, look, it, it certainly didn't work out as well for Lonzo Ball as we thought it was. But the latest is, and yep. they're back in the news again, is that I guess LaMelo Ball Right. Who's headed toward the NBA has bought his own team, Joe. Correct. Right. Yep. The, the team that he actually played for, um, in, and he only played, uh, you know, about a 12 or 13 games or maybe 16 altogether. Um, uh, and it basically a D League team that he'd gone over and played for while he's waiting for the draft this year. And uh, it's an Australian, uh, Australian NBL team, is what it is. Okay. And he played, um, I think, seven. He had 12 games. He played 12 games, averaged 17 points, apparently fell in love with the community, uh, loves the, the area, loves the league, and he said he really wants to be a part of it moving forward no matter what happens, and he thinks the, the game of basketball, for kids like him, that, you know, maybe the traditional path isn't for the NCAA, and maybe you don't want to have to go through college, so you go and get your game on uh, overseas. It wouldn't be the first time, so... He believes this is truly a, a good path for other players to do that. So he bought the damn team. Now, he wow. is scheduled to be the number one pick. Uh, at least that's what most have him going number one overall to the Warriors. Uh, and that continues to gain traction. But uh, loves it. He just loves the fans, loves the city, and loves the league as a way for kids to have another option than forcing them, which I think is the most stupidest thing in the world. Like, if he... Not everyone's going to be good enough to be able to go to the NBA out of high school anyway, but forcing them to go to one year of college, which is a scam to begin with, uh, I don't get it. But listen, you, you want to grow up rather quickly, 17, 18 years old, you go play overseas, you're going to be a lot closer ready to the NBA than most. So, uh, But 17, now you're all of a sudden going to be the number one pick and you own an Australian NBL team. It's just it's all right, kind of crazy. All right, great way to start. Yeah. Yeah, Vernon Carey Jr., who plays for Duke, I know that yeah, um, yeah. You know, he, he's, I mean, I don't know what his situation is, if he's coming out or if he's staying or yes. what the story is, but yep. um, 
you know, his his father, Vernon Carey, of course, played offensive line at Miami, and then again with the yep. Miami Dolphins. Yep. Uh, see, uh, see him all the time in uh, in Davy working out, and I'll be curious to see what he ends up doing as the NBA gets closer. He was the, by one, the way, I believe, that got rested in China. By the way, that's why he was actually at UCLA. Funny, we talked about them earlier. Who is this? Yeah, Lamelo. Oh. He was the one that got oh, caught. Okay. Remember, and uh, the president had to get involved, and uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that I yes, remember. That story. Yeah, kind of yeah. kind of blew it. So he didn't really have a choice but to go play in Australia. So. It's... That tells the story. By the way, uh, we have we don't really cover a ton of soccer, but the UEFA uh, Champions League, which is yeah. what they call it football, it's really yep. soccer. They're according to a report yesterday, they're saying that they're thinking of uh, the, like drop dead scenario is not playing. They want to start up sometime in July and August, and it right. does seem like we're pushing these timelines, unfortunately, back further and further as it pertains yeah. to sports. And by the way, Joe, as we get further and further with these timelines, I mean, say it ain't so, but. I mean, football is, of course, king. Is there a chance college football could get hit by this a yep. little bit? Because as we move the timelines on, remember, practice is going to start up in July, and their seasons right. are going to start in August. Yep. And 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 that is maybe something that we need to start considering and talking about. NFL seems to be somewhat safer, yep. even if they have a shortened preseason and starting the season in September. The NFL could start their season in October, still get in a, a long yeah, season. Yeah, I mean, don't but, forget that college colleges start August. I mean, they they uh, yeah. you've got to have be able to have practices. You know, they they have a very limited time frame to begin with to get these kids ready. And now all of a sudden, as you said, you you keep kicking the can down the road here a little bit, pushing these timelines back. You're you're kicking it right into the time where college is going to have to make a decision. NCAA is going to have to make a decision. And I don't think what people don't understand is that the March Madness, the tournament itself, the amount of money that that generates, not for the NCAA's pockets, but for all of college athletics across the board, that's their big gala. That's their big fundraiser. That's gone. Um, now, yes, they got some insurance money, but nothing compared to the billions of dollars they would have had and are able to distribute. The second big cash cow is college football. And if that is for some reason delayed or canceled, there are many people, and I mean many people, very afraid of what that means for college athletics moving forward, especially next year. Um, There are programs that will be cut, student scholarships gone, uh, salaries, jobs gone, coaches, um, it could have a devastating effect on college athletics as we know it. Uh, and there's a lot of people holding and crossing their fingers saying, don't mess with college football because between that and the March Madness, that's what makes enough money for everybody to continue. So it's, uh, it's a rough situation. And I, uh, I'm telling you right now, it, there, could be a, there could be a time here, Craig, where it's going to be, it's going to be very, very hard for to, uh, uh, to overcome that, because as far as I'm concerned, you miss even half a college football season. That means um, 30 to 40 percent of college athletics next year could be gone, and that's devastating. Think about the scholarships. Think about the jobs. Gone. Yeah, a lot for sure. Uh, we'll be back with more fantasy sports today right after this. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Ranieri with you here on the show. And here on SportsGrid, we like to dive into a lot of different topics, a lot of different information. And uh, one of the things that we thought we'd do a little differently today for you here today is go through some of the historical stadiums and sports and discuss them a little bit, see if Joe has been to them or if I have been to them. And fortunately for this segment, I have, so I can share some thoughts. But uh, the idea, Joe, of going to an iconic stadium or going Mm -hmm. to a place, people always have their bucket lists of places that they want to go. Do you still have like have an open bucket list for different stadiums or events? Yes, I, I do. As a matter of fact, um, friends of mine that I, I grew up with for uh, for many years, we every year, um, you know, obviously, every, you, you grow up, you go on to different places, you have your own families. But every year, uh, for about 12 years, we decided to hit a different football stadium, a different NFL stadium. So we would take in a game, buy the tickets, go to that stadium, and, uh, and enjoy the game and, and check it out. So I've had an opportunity to go. 
uh, to just about half of them. And uh, there's one or two on there that I'm certainly looking forward to uh, hitting up here over the next year or so. Yeah, well, I was gonna I was gonna ask you where you wanted to go, but I'm guessing that off the top of my head in 2020, considering that there's a new stadium being opened right in the place that you want to be, I'm gonna guess that that is probably the trip that you're gonna go on. That this is. Year. That's and, what I'm talking about. Am I right? That's, that's I'm, what I'm, I'm right talking on about. Target? The observation, right. my friend, unbelievable. But, but you know, I want to go to the first game ever in Vegas. Do you? Do you feel that way too? Like, I do I, too. Yes. Yeah. I like, yep. but. When do you think that they'll play that game? Do you think I, I think it's Monday night, right? Like that's what they're gonna do. Well, the problem is they don't know it now. Obviously, because of the the shutdown here, they the stadium. Well, they don't have it ready. They're not gonna have it ready. So oh. that's the other problem. There's nobody working on the stadium. So um, some think they do, but again, the more we kick the can down the road, the less uh, the less they they might actually have to find another place to play at least some of the games early on in the season. Now, that would be a bummer. That first game on Sunday Night Football or Monday That's Night correct. in Vegas yep. Yep. would be a monster. Lost Absolutely. the draft. Now, all of a sudden, they might not be able to open up the stadium. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Absolutely things, crazy. Uh, right. But your first field pushed. year is the one that's on my bucket list that uh, I have well, always I'm, said. Okay, so let's, let's get into it here. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to talk about iconic stadiums and players that played in those stadiums today. The first is one that I've been very fortunate that I've been many times. Oh, wow. Is, uh, is Lambeau Field in, uh, in Green Bay, which opened up in 1957, home of the Packers, of course. They played uh, and won uh, Super Bowl one there, Super Bowl two, and then they ended up winning two Super Bowls down the line, one with Brett Favre, one with Aaron Rodgers. And I got to tell you, Joe, of all the places that I've been and been in sports, this is the one that really makes you feel like you're part of something special. Uh, I I was fortunate enough uh, many years ago to be covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and covering home and road games for them. And I ended up going to Lambeau Field covering the Bucs twice, one time during the regular season, one time in a playoff game. And then I went back again while I was covering the Miami Dolphins. I also went for a preseason game there. So I've been to Lambeau three times. Uh, It is the best environment of any stadium that I've ever been to in sports, whether you're a fan of the Packers or you're a fan of somebody else. The tailgating is just out of this world amazing. Mm. Bring your appetite because you're going to be fed very well by somebody there. And, And Joe, it's really just the best place that I've been to as far as like feeling Yep. You're a part of history. In fact, as you walk on the field, the, the my my biggest memory from this uh, is walking on Lambeau Field for the Bucks Buccaneers uh, Packers playoff game, and that all they had on the scoreboard was a big fat four, oh. which was the, which was the temperature of the game at the time when you walked in, and that intimidation of just like wow, it is freezing cold here, mm. and I remember I was not wearing a hat. And my mom saw me on TV walking behind one of the cameras and, and called me like, what are you doing? You got to put on your, your earmuffs or whatever it was wow. there. But Lambeau Field, Joe, that's that's the one for me that if, if you said recommend something, I'd put that at the top. Yeah, I um, I agree. To me, that's uh, always been one of the ones that I've wanted to go to. It's always been a bucket list. Couldn't convince a lot of my friends to, you know, leave the New York, Long Island, freezing their ass to always want to go now to, to Green Bay to watch a game because they always wanted to go to a warm weather city. Um, so I, you know, I don't blame them, but I've, to, to know that, and, and tell me you've been there. I mean, you're, you're talking about an entire town that shuts down on oh, a there's Sunday. there's nothing happening. There's nothing, nothing like, your business is closed. Like, talk about being a part of something special where an entire community a owns the team, right? Everyone's got a piece of it, so which is so unique in itself. But also, Sundays come; it's a religion, and that is um, it's always been something I wanted to be a part of and uh, and see how that goes. Yeah, it's and and the brats and cooking the oh. food up beforehand, not just in the press box, but like you yeah, know, personally, the, I got to know people who lived in the city there. And, and, you know, I don't know that I'll be back, but I'm what? fortunate enough to say that I have been there three different it's times. It's not very big, right? I mean, the, the, the city no, itself, it's there. The players don't even stay there. Yeah, a lot right. of them live elsewhere. And when when teams travel, now it's it's grown quite a bit over the last 10 years, but when teams travel there, they usually stay in a place called Appleton or oh, yeah, Oshkosh. Okay. And, they, and they, don't, they don't stay in the actual city of Green Bay, but the fans are just out of this That's world amazing. Right. You know, season tickets are impossible to get, but... Uh, that's the one that if we're going to start doing a yes. fantasy sports radio 
uh, or a fantasy sports uh, on Sports Grid, fantasy sports today, excuse me, um, show. Mm-hmm. I wanted to start off and start it off with, uh, That's with awesome. Green Bay. Start yep. off with the Packers. Okay. Um, now, as far as the players that have played mm-hmm. uh, and the iconic players that have played in that stadium, you'd think that there are a lot more. But really, there's just a handful that always come to mind. Now, I'm leaving off Jerry Kramer and some other players right, that, of right, course, right. people know. But uh, to me, and this is not necessarily in order, ex- except for this is the order that they played in their eras. Uh, Bart Starr, I've got right at the top. Mm-hmm. Of course, iconic quarterback, one of the best of all time. Uh, Don Hudson as well. These are all uh, guys in the Hall of Fame, by the way, or will be in the Hall of Fame, one of them. Uh, Brett Favre at yep. three. I had it, all the games that I saw were Brett Favre at quarterback when I went to Lambeau and saw those in person. Wow. Reggie White really changed Gosh. everything about the Packers and <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers. But you know, really, you know, Brett Favre definitely put the stamp on the uh, Packers franchise in the last uh, thirty years. Mm-hmm. Because remember, the Packers had a lean thirty or forty years, man. Like they didn't win anything That's for correct. a long period. So they were seven and nine, four and twelve. They were just not a good team. Brett Favre goes there, ends up winning a championship. But, Joe, I think the unsung hero in all of this was Reggie White. Oh, because when Reggie White left Philadelphia, no one in the world thought that as a free agent he was going to go to Green Bay. Like, that was unheard of. That's like the equivalent of somebody signing with Cincinnati. You know, like it just wasn't happening. But Reggie White told the story. He was a very religious guy before he passed away and said that God spoke to him and said, I got to go play for the Packers. And people laughed. They thought he was crazy. And, and this guy went and won a Super Bowl in Green Bay. No one thought that that would happen. And then no doubt at some point Aaron Rodgers will be a Hall of Famer. He carried on that mm-hmm. tradition, ended up bringing a Super Bowl back again to yep. Lambeau Field. But certainly a historic franchise. To me, it always begins and ends with Favre, though. When Favre yes. uh, got there along with Reggie White and um, you know Antonio Freeman was on some of those teams, Robert Brooks, right. Mark Chamur on the offense, mm-hmm. uh, Leroy Butler, who I think should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Hopefully he will get in the Hall of Fame as well. There's a long list of Packers, but did I miss out on that? Yeah, uh, I, well, you know, I was going to say outside, if he didn't get hurt, and, you know, we talked about Bo Jackson earlier, but, uh, you know, Sterling Sharp was oh, a guy that yeah. I thought would have been, was a game changer because if you thought his brother was good and his brother was one of the all-time great tight ends, um, guys, his brother was... With Brett Favre at quarterback, like having and it would have been the records that would have been set from Favre to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he was a big-bodied wide receiver with some of the best hands I've ever seen. But unfortunately, the neck injury and that was the uh, that was the end of that. But um, maybe also the most underachieving franchise, I think, given the fact that you know. Let's let's look at that list again here. That's one, two. Three Hall of Fame quarterback guys in in forty years of a franchise. Three, and uh, what do we got to show for it? Two two championships yeah, I mean, there. No, with, uh, well, two with Bart Starr, one with Favre, one with yeah, Rogers, that was right? in the beginning though. But even with Favre and Rogers, it's like, oh boy, oh, how did you only have two? Look, there's some people who think Aaron Rodgers is overrated. I'm not one of them. I, I, I look. It, it, look, the Atlanta Braves in baseball won a, a 13 straight NL divisions and only one ended up winning one World, one World Series. Series. But right. no one's ever going to look back, I don't think, on the Packers and be disappointed with what they've accomplished. No, the only no. the only thing is at this point, the time that they have with Rodgers is so limited. It may only be a couple of more years that uh, with LaFleur as the head coach there, they're going to have to you know kind of step it up and find a way either to add more weapons, as we've talked about on previous shows in the draft. Yep. But regardless of that, I think that uh, Packers are in, in a really good position. also want to give credit to another Hall of Famer that I have a chance to see and I know pretty well, uh, Ron Wolf, their former general oh, yes, manager. absolutely. The yes. of those teams gotcha. and a uh, big baseball fan. I Wasn't an easy sell to get free agents to go, hey, come Until to Reggie free- White. Until Reggie, and it changed everything. So you only need one. Uh, and you got to give them credit because it's hard to get guys to say, you know what, let's. It's the smallest sports market in the in the exactly United States. Correct. And it, but it's it's brand. one of the most pop. But it's yep. one of the most popular teams in the yep. history of sports. Yep. Uh, it's Green Bay and, and yep. Reggie White did change that stigma. There's no doubt about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Right. Uh, so from football to baseball, ironically, I've been to Lambeau Field more than I've been to this next stadium, which really? I've only been to once. Yes, it's actually true. Uh, baseball will start with an iconic uh, baseball stadium today here on Fantasy Sports Today. Uh, it is Wrigley Field, of mm. course, in Chicago. Now, look, there are some people who go to Wrigley Field. They come back. They say, oh, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And I can understand that. Wrigley Field, 
has been renovated several times. Right. It's a little bit run down. Let's be honest, it is. Uh, but you still get a very warm and fuzzy feeling when you go there. Of course, the home of the Chicago Cubs. And and Wrigley, look, I mean, Lambeau Field opened up in the 50s. Wrigley's been around since 1914. That's right. a long time to be around. And there are some people who think that eventually they move out of Wrigley Field. Right. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, in terms of World Series championships, now remember, the Cubs did win World Series before Wrigley, but the only World Series at Wrigley of course, was in 2016 when the mm -hmm. Lovable Losers finally ended up getting their World Series championship. Um, so before we move on to the iconic players here, Joe, have you been to Wrigley Field? I have, uh, no, I, I have not. And that's a, uh, another one of those, uh, okay. those bucket list things. But uh, I've been to Fenway a few times and it's that same feeling where very you, similar. in your mind you're like, oh, this, and then you get there and you're like, look at the size of the seats. Like, what? who the hell sits behind a pole? And I know. You know? We've it's changed like, the way that we watch. We're so comfortable now on the couch. Exactly. It's like 30 years ago, these iconic stadiums, when you walked in, you were like, wow. Now you're like, man, I'd rather watch from my couch. You're like, no. hey, people are much, they must have been much thinner back in them days because <laughs> there's some skinny ass seats in there. I'll tell right. you that. Sitting in front of a big pole, too. You know, that's like part of. Oh, it's part of the charm, Yeah, right? charm this. you got to be kidding me. It's still $300 a ticket. <laughs> right, very true. All right, so iconic players in the history yep. of the Cubs. Oh, gosh. And uh, Mr. Cub, Ernie Banks, number one, yep. no doubt about that. After that, Billy Williams came in, also yep. a Hall of Famer, uh, an underrated wow. player, too, and people don't talk about him enough. Yep. Uh, Ron Santo had to wait a billion years to get into the Hall of Fame. He passed yep. away, and, of course, the next year he got into the Hall of, of Fame. That was unfortunate. Fergie Jenkins, somebody I think we'll have on the show eventually. I've known Fergie very well for a long period of time. Uh, pitched for the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, uh, one of the Canadian Hall of Famers, too. He mm -hmm. and now Larry Walker, uh, who will be inducted. Hopefully, there's a Hall of Fame ceremony. I haven't even gotten to that in yeah. July. Uh, Fergie, great pitcher, complete a lot of games as well. Mm -hmm. Ryan Sandberg oh, in yeah. the 80s, not a lot of success on the team, on the field. Only one year, basically. Did the Cubs have a great year? Unfortunately, didn't win a lot. But Sandberg, known yes. as one of the best second basemen of all time. Andre Dawson uh, came to the Cubs after many years in Montreal. Yeah. Won the MVP with the Cubs. Got to include him in that conversation for sure. And then uh, Sammy Sosa caps off my uh, top seven. Uh, Chicago Cubs. Uh, Sosa, of course, in the home run chases. Unfortunately, uh, he and the Cubs have never been able to patch things up. Nope. He left of very bad terms. They have not invited him back. He says that he would go back, but only if they invite me back. They won't invite him back. He's mm -hmm. got to apologize. He's not going to apologize. It's just a mess with Sosa and the Cubs. Yep. So um, there's some other players too, Joe, I think that uh, you know, we could have included here. Mark Grace is one oh, yes. that played for the Cubs a long time. There's some people that feel that Greg Maddox should be included too yeah. because he played for the Cubs for a handful of years as well. Uh, lovable losers there. Some people wish Bill Buckner remained with the Cubs. <laughs> Bill Buckner. Bill Buckner was a really good Cub, too. He was a really good Cub, too. Yeah, yep. really good. Really good Red Sox, unfortunate yep. one bad play. But yep. um, I, I, and, and then I think on this iconic list, Joe, uh, do you think that eventually we'll add, like, uh, Anthony Rizzo to this list because he, he won a World Series? Yep. Or will we end up adding Javi Baez to this yep. list? Maybe potentially because ironically, of all the players on this list, if I'm not mistaken, none of them won a World Series with the Cubs, right? That's couldn't, amazing. Couldn't. Yeah, Sandberg was in that. It was so good for so long. He, I put him and Dale Murphy in that category where they were just a step above right everybody that. else, but absolutely on horrific teams and uh, never got the credit that they deserved. Uh, but he, for a long time, uh, if they were fantasy back in those days, Sandberg was going to be at the top of your list on, uh, sure. on, on pretty, pretty much every draft. Guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And, and by the way, to close out this conversation on the Cubs, like you would think that so much time has gone by, everybody ends up patching things up with their stars. Why can't the Cubs and Sammy Sosa just I get don't along? Know. I don't know. I, I like, don't know. You know I know he, he left the game early. They were upset with that. Yeah, they caught him on video. Um, Water and under the bridge. Setting him to the Orioles, yeah. and he was. I remember that it didn't really go well for him there. It was okay, and then he went to Texas and he closed out his career. But like, I would think at this point, yep. they just want him to apologize, I guess, for that and for taking steroids, right? Like, they want him to do what Mark McGuire did in St. Louis. You want to be contrite, but, yeah. I, but he had. But Sosa's been that one defiant guy yep. that has that has not done it. 
And the ownership of the Cubs is still the same as it was is when Sosa was there, and they want him to do a McGuire. Like McGuire went to spring trading yep. and apologized for everything that he did. And uh, not going to happen here. I guess, it's, I guess Sam's not going to do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, and they're not. And I mean, it was short memories because uh, what he did for the game along with Mark McGuire sure. uh, saved it, guys, because uh, that strike there, and, uh, and if it wasn't for that chase for 61 with these two guys, doesn't come back. Yeah, I remember, I remember in two thousand. Remember in uh, after nine eleven, you got Sammy Sosa running around with the American flag at uh, at Wrigley Field. So iconic moment in uh, in baseball history, and that was it. Uh, that was it. Remain defiant, and uh, that that is not a good lesson for the uh, young folks here in the audience. Uh, you do not want to hold on to grudges. Uh, you want to be able to let it be and move on, and uh, hopefully maybe. This time, uh, teaches the Cubs that and say, let's, sure. uh, let's get it over with. Let's bring them in. Yep. We'll be back with more fantasy sports today after this. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. It is Craig Mish along with Joe Ranieri with you here on the show. And to talk a little fantasy, a little reality, a little comedy, because don't you, we all know that we need a break heading into the weekend. We, we're going to address that here coming up. As uh, You can go over to Razball.com, check out all the great fantasy content they have right now, and the man behind that website and some of the great comedy information. And winning is Gray. Albright, who joins us now here on Fantasy Sports Today. Gray, thanks for spending a few minutes here on this lovely Friday morning, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. How are you? Um, did you say a few minutes? I have 33 seconds. We gotta <laughs> Thank you so much, Gray, for coming on the show. We wish a you a great pleasure, weekend. <laughs> it, was Stay great safe. it was great talking to you guys. <laughs> Stay safe, Gray. You know, it's such an honor to have you on for 30 seconds. I didn't realize my intro is going to be so long. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have scheduled my shower in the middle of this. I All right. Know. Well, listen, it's, it's, it's good that we're only seeing from you from the waist up here on this shot. Let's just put it that way. So, great, uh, so, so great. Uh, before we get... Wait, wait. Hey, Mish, you're old yeah. enough. Remember, I, you remember, like, um, my dad used to wear... You remember those towels that had, like, Velcro? Yes, I do. <laughs> please tell me. Please tell me he's not wearing one yes. right now, please. I'm going to use one for my hair, Gray. It's getting bad up here. I have to, may have to jump oh on that. God. Speaking of hair, I mean, yeah. ah! You're looking good. You're looking good. Really sharp. And you got the halo effect there in the background. Yeah, I know. I'm, a fu- I'm an angel. Whoa, I almost cursed. I, um, it's okay. Pluto oh, TV censors oh, really? the show. You're on TV. Oh, okay. But is it cable? Because I will curse my um, heart. Well, it's YouTube, but Pluto TV is actually owned by Viacom, which is CBS. And then uh, we're, we're oh. airing on Zumo TV. Tiffany? And, uh, and oh, Stir. Yeah. No, you're okay. I think all those spots are okay. Uh, li- li- listen, what is the difference? Great. I asked Joe this question here, and he just wants to talk about guys who never played for the Yankees. So I'll ask you. <laughs> so, so, great. What is the difference between Saturday and Sunday as opposed to the rest of the week as we head into the weekend? What would you tell people? Would you tell people to act any differently, do anything differently? Do the weekends mean anything different than what the weekdays do? Uh, no, everything really actually right now feels like a Wednesday. Hmm. I, I haven't felt a difference in days in about 18 days. I was saying to um, my uh, much, much older wife the other day, uh, we should watch uh, Better Call Saul, which comes on Monday, Monday night. night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, we should watch it um, at 10 o'clock tonight. And she was like, it's Tuesday. We already have it on the DVR. We can watch it whenever. I was like, I got no idea. It's I, true. I, it's I, true. I, God, that is a true story. Like, I have no clue what day it is. Like, I go out and I'm like, I look around, I'm like, okay, it looks like the same day as it was yesterday. <laughs> I, I know. know I was, was just telling I was just telling Joe that uh, you know, Ozark is on and so mm. uh, we're in the middle of season three, but Gray, instead of binging it, we're doing the anti binge, which is we're trying to savor it. 
and and we're like what we're doing is we're watching one me and my wife are watching one episode a day and as much and how badly we want to watch the next episode because it's driving us to it we just like shut the tv we're like no we can't do it because then what are we going to watch tomorrow yeah no exactly we actually i I wish we would have done like you and your um missus because we actually binged it the first weekend it came out uh last week it is one of the I'll be honest, it's like one of the few shows that I feel like has gotten better as the season. It's true. It's true. Yeah. People don't know people don't know that about you, Gray, is that you're uh, a film writer and you have a lot of credentials in that category as well. So so I'll 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 kind of double down on that Netflix question and ask another and I know Joe has a question for you too. But like this the show The Tiger King, right? Mm. That's been getting a lot of the run. I'm of the mindset be, uh, due to the fact that we have nothing else happening and going on, that that's why this show has become so popular. Now, don't get me wrong. It would have gotten a little bit of buzz, I think, regardless, just because of the stupidity of it and the documentary style that they have it. But I don't. I think if we had sports, if we had life, and people were out, it wouldn't be getting nearly the run that it is now. I think it's just because we have nothing. Yeah, no, that could be true. I personally, I liked it, but... I will say that I felt like it was probably I don't know if you saw it, but I thought it was. I like, did. We both saw it. Joe mm-hmm. Joe watched it oh, twice already. Yeah. Okay. You know, Joe is a little yeah. wah, wah, wah. <laughs> no, that's, that's true. Good point. Yeah, so that's uh, that's a universal sign for Joe is yep. lost it completely. <laughs> I uh, I think that it was good, but I felt like it was like three episodes too long. It was like okay, we got it. Everyone's crazy except for. The one girl who had her arm bitten off, and yet she's kind of also. I mean, she did hang around and go right go by, right back to work, mm-hmm. missing an arm. So, I mean, it's always a little crazy, <laughs> uh, you know. It, it's no, it's beyond crazy, and I think the reason why is it's it was the closest thing we've seen to reality television. I think because that's a true story. So. It wasn't written, it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't a billions, it wasn't anything like that. It was, that's real life, and that's like real life over the last five years. And you know, Gray, it's got to be good when O.J. Simpson is commenting about a woman allegedly killing her husband, and he's offended by that, that she's not in jail. Hello, this is is the pot. O.J.? Hey, Unbelievable. Hey, I've been trying to call the kettle. Are you there? <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, get out of here, OJ. Really? I'm just saying. I, I'm actually like, OJ, I feel like the, uh, I was saying to someone on Razzball uh, earlier today that OJ, like, if I, we know he killed uh, Nicole and Ron. I mean, mm-hmm. that goes without saying, but imagine in a, in any scenario, like maybe the 0.1% chance that he didn't commit murder, and all this time, like people have just been assuming he had, like, you, like just, I was just trying to like imagine like being him and being like, no, really, guys, mm. I'm really innocent. I mean, he's not, but imagine <laughs> he was. Yeah, the, the one guy to comment on that. Yeah, uh, amazing, amazing. All the people is OJ Simpson. So, uh, seven minutes in, uh, unsurprisingly, we have not hit one fantasy topic. This no. is usually how it goes. You know, the old segments I used to do with uh, Gray on my on the audio side on FNTSY, we'd get through like thirteen minutes and say goodbye without any fantasy. So I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to to, to get some in here. So, uh, do you? Th- okay. So Gray, let's talk about it. You and I uh, had participated in the same uh, NL Tout Wars League until I couldn't make it this year, which ended up being no draft at all. Uh, or, or an online draft, whatever. It got all screwed up because of, of what's happening here. Do you feel confident in the fantasy teams in baseball that you have drafted thus far? Do you think we should be redoing them? Uh, is this fantasy baseball season, if it starts in June or July, just simply a bust? Like, I have so many questions. And as to somebody who's won a lot of these leagues, and you play at a higher level than me, you win a lot more than I do. What do you think? Would you, would you like a mulligan, or do you, would you like to keep your teams... So strange for me right now. Yeah, I mean, I think that personally, I'm not going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to call Mulligan and just uh, throw out all the teams that I drafted already. I do think that there's going to be a lot of funkiness that goes on with the season and anything to do with fantasy. Like, I feel like because 
if you think about like I, I've on Razzball, I've been doing um, I've been releasing new projections for a hundred game season. And with a hundred game season, if it is that, which I mean I don't know, but I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just a guess, an educated guess, maybe. I mean, I did go to Trump University, so, I mean, possibly, mm-hmm. yeah. But I uh, I will say that the absolute, like, best-case scenario, I feel like at this point, is 120 games. I'm saying 100 games, so close enough. So let's just say, if it goes to 100 games, and guys come out smoking hot for, like, three months... And they hit, and like guys hit like 370 over three months, which it wouldn't be a, a weird thing. That is the whole season. Mm. Like, we're going to see guys like possibly challenge 400 over a three month season. Like, it's going to be a really quick, short season, and there's not going to be a lot of time for regression. So, there's going to be a lot of funkiness that goes on with fantasy baseball these years. Right. But, but, if you, but if you had the choice, Cray, if you had the choice, and let's say, Let's let's use well. You and I, I, I missed you by the way at labor. I was there. I guess you had just left. But let's say labor and Tout Wars got together and, and they had a let. Let's say they let's say they had a vote and they said, "All right, uh, labor Tout Wars people, here's the choice. We're going to take a vote. We can vote uh, either A to keep all our teams the way we have them, or B, we're going to just do this thing all over again. What would you choose?" Oh, I 100 percent would choose to keep the team I have. Oh, I'm, I'm happy. I, I think that, like, you know, like, say you're uh, you're redrafting or uh, if you're drafting right now with the knowledge that there's a 100-game season, knowing knowing that is the case, even though that isn't the case, but say you knew this. Say you're like, you know, you jumped out of a DeLorean and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, there's going to be a 100-game season. I'm going to draft today knowing that. You'd still have – I mean, you still wouldn't know everything. Like, right. you would still have issues with, like – Okay, is uh, like if there's a hundred game season, is uh, Julio Urias, for instance, is he going to throw twenty games, or is he still going to get ramped back and only throw fifteen games? And or is like you know, is Andrew McCutcheon a hundred percent healthy right now? I don't. I you yeah, still don't really know. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you, you no. don't know, and you don't also know, Gray, what some of the. Uh, listen, baseball said everything is on the table. So we could be talking about multiple double headers a week, uh, neutral site games uh, for some of these teams in cities that may not be able to, uh, you know, to field a team there in that area. So I, we really forget about the players. We don't even know what the rules are going to be yet for most of this. No, exactly. I, I totally agree. I think that, uh, you know, the, the probably, I would say, realistically, there's going to be a season. I really feel like that in my bones. There's too much on the line. There's too much money to be made. MLB is not going to say we're not having a season at all. There'll be something. I they agree 100%. They're until, definitely doing it, Craig. Yeah, and it may not start until July 1st, but there will be a season. Now, that season, what that will look like, I don't know. I'm guessing they're going to go into November, and they're going to have like 100, 120 games, somewhere in that range. And they're going to have like, and there's going to be a lot of guys like here. Here's a, a, an instant, interesting thought experiment, but I, that I've been um, I'm, I've been trying to wrap my noodle around. So if a guy usually starts off cold, uh, like he's not good in April and May, does that mean he's going to start off hot, or mm. is he going to still start off cold? Yep. Yeah, point. no, it, it, it's hard to say, but the other part of it too, Gray, is that the guys who started off cold are now going to be playing in the warmth. You know, like there's no cold weather for exactly. any yeah. any of these any of these guys or any of these games. It's just, uh, and and that's why I'm not uh, participating in any drafts right now. I've been asked a million times. Look, I would do a mock any day of the week. Like I have nothing better going on. You know, I'm doing these legends leagues too. But uh, I do, I would do a mock. But Gray, would you participate right now? Like in either a money league or a league that had significance for you? Would you do it yeah, now? Yeah, I mean, I was kind of bummed that NFBC shut down their drafts because I would have done a slow draft over the month over the month of April because, you know, it's like something to do. Right. I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, I don't feel like it's as unknown. Like, you know, like Mike Trout's still going to be good. Um, you know, Mike Leake is still going to be bad. 
Yeah. But the relievers, that... Gray, the relievers are a big yeah. issue. Like I, I think that's that's going to be a really big topic, an unresolved topic. They're adding extra players to rosters. Like I think saves yeah. this year. I think you're going to have the least amount of saves per game. Mm. On like obviously you'll have the least amount of saves ever for teams because there'd be a shortened season. But Gray, I think three, four guys on every team is going to get saves, man. I, I think oh, they're just. Yeah. I, I mean, totally, that could be the case. Also, I was thinking about, like, if they try and jam as many games as possible into a shortest time period, there's going to be issues where, like, guys are just going to be like, you know, like Yadier Molina, is he going to really catch every game? No. <laughs> you no. know, like, it's going to be, like, a lot of regular catchers who are going to be like, I caught yesterday. I'm not catching again today. Tomorrow's a doubleheader. I'm not catching both games of a doubleheader. Like, there's going to be... So much of like, you know, the uh, the ceilings are going to be a lot closer to the floors on a lot of these guys. It's just going to be it's going to be really I, I'm kind of fascinated to see how it plays out, to be honest. I mean, I'm I just want baseball. I don't really Of course, care. man. No, listen, I want it, too. And and, yep. and even from a, a covering perspective and I cover the Marlins and my podcast, like everything is hurt with me not being able to do this. And yep. You know, just trying to figure all this out. Um, okay, we got two minutes left. So, is there anything that you'd like to say that you haven't said yet? It's what else you guys doing? What are you talking? <laughs> we actually have real segments here. We do have real segments. Oh, I'm but, a point, man. But, but this is normally at this stage, I would say what's going on at Razball. So, if you'd like to uh, give a little pub to Razball.com, I mean, all the people across the world are watching. I don't think anybody. I don't think anything's going. You see that face he made when uh, when you asked him what's going on his Razball? He just kind of gave you that look, like, ooh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> How many people did you fire at Razball? Right. <laughs> I fired myself. I'm, I'm a runoff. I love it. How many teams you got right now, by the way? I mean, how many teams have you already drafted on the scope of it? All of them? Um, I think like I have, uh, I want to say like 10 teams. Uh, three of them are NL only. One of them is AO only. So, uh, yeah. that's not, I mean, that's not too many, I don't think. No, is not, that for somebody like you, it's not. Right. For me, yeah. it would be too many. I, I, I couldn't hang into that. Uh, all right. Well, great. Thank you so much, man, for coming on. Appreciate it. Stay safe, you and your family, of course. Really appreciate it. And um, you're always real good to me. So thank you for that as well. And you know I got your back at anything you need as well. Thanks for coming on, man. All right. Talk soon. Gray Albright with us from Razball and Razball.com. That's uh, Joe Ranieri's first experience. Bob Gray. The first, the first Gray Albright experience. Mm-hmm. You didn't. Ask, I'm surprised you didn't ask him if he played for the Yankees. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't think he did. I, I, that was what I looked <laughs> think That was the one you knew, right? <laughs> that like, was the t- one I was like, aware of. Joe Ranieri Googling how tall is Gray Albright. <laughs> he looks right. huge in this video. It's ridiculous. I know. He's like a monster. He can play second base. All right. Uh, that'll do it for the show. Um, we got to get out of here. We'll leave you on a good note there. Thanks to everybody who watched. Thanks to everybody who tuned in. Uh, stay safe. Have a great weekend. Joe Ranieri, Craig Mish, right here with you on Fantasy Sports Today. Stay safe, folks. Wash your hands. Let's get out of this soon. Practice social distancing. Take care of your family. And uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to us this week. Uh, we'll have a weekend show of some kind. Who knows what it'll be, but it'll be airing. And then we'll be back uh, on Monday at 11 a.m. So until then, take care, guys. We'll talk soon. See ya. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.